now we have started the recording of a lifetime. And Ryan here awake, not sleepy, not missing the Who's Next episode that was released last week when this one comes out. Hello, white Jesus. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have Rumpelstiltskin is awake. Yes. I like sleep. What can I say? Who doesn't like sleep? I think we were worried. I told you we shouldn't have been worried. I told you we shouldn't have been worried. So you told him not to be worried. Yep. Because that's like, he could be dead. He could be in a car crash. I was Something could be wrong with him. I was like, dude. I'm like, he's probably passed out on Kevin, the couch. Kevin's like, he could be sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was a little more worried. Because I knew you were coming home from work and stuff, and I wasn't sure what the timing was of everything. And I was like, I hope he's all right. Okay, Kevin. Put pro- James. <laughs> Kevin's probably thinking he, he's probably dead, drowned in pussy by now. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. All right. Well, let's start it off the right way. Three thought- lives down. You got enough in there to finish me off? One way to find out. Gross. This is not good. talking about Lara Croft going back to the 2001 I believe is when that started that movie yeah summer 2001 yeah yeah it was actually was kind of on the downward spiral of the video game of Lara Croft so um to start off we always talk about the video game first uh Ryan why don't you tell us a little bit of what you know of the video game I know I played way too many of them Oh, yeah. And, um. What do you. Do you remember anything of the first one? Because they said here the first one actually debuted on the Sega Saturn in 96 before it actually went to Sony as an exclusive and it became a Sony PlayStation exclusive. That's true. I remember picking it up at a local video game store because I've seen the commercials for it and I know that's when PlayStation kind of just first launched. And that was just one of their main titles. Yeah. And I remember playing this, um, thinking, because I know I was at the time I was playing uh, the Resident Resident Evil when it dropped in '96. Okay. So I'm playing this game, and it's and I thought, wow, these controls are even more stiff and worse than Resident Evil. And I just remember how hard it was. And I'm not even just speaking about the first game. I'm speaking about all the games other than the reboots very hard to control the character yeah very hard but i was looking at in the terms of like a female indiana jones with the shortest pair of shorts and and dual pistols it's funny i was reading some of the back don't forget the tits yeah well i was reading some of the backstory squarish kind of cone tits and uh (laughs) ign has a bit on the history of law cross and they say how Apparently, uh, the programmers building Lara Croft in the game, they meant to increase her breast size by 50% and actually increase it by 150%. And before they could fix it, 
all the other guys were like, hey, that looks great. And they're like, all right, let's just keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, a little weird fact of like playing the Tomb Raider games, all of them. Yeah. Especially when you're um, when, when you're using the character to focus on certain views. Mm-hmm. If you actually turn the character like a 360, for some reason, when it starts like showing like the front of her, it will zoom in on her tits. And uh, with the character, like especially yeah. if you're swimming and yeah. you hit a corner, um, the camera will zoom right up on her ass. There you go. While she's swimming. I'll leave it to you to know this. Yeah. I, like I said. I... <laughs> <laughs> um, Toby Gard is actually the guy I've been seeing a lot is credited with creating um, Lara Croft. He initially was creating like a guy. Well, at least in its place was a guy character. He was trying to recreate an Indiana Jones type character for the game. And like um, just over time, they were decided to just, well, let's try and make things different from Indiana Jones. So they made her a woman, made him a woman. And at first her name was Laura Cruz. And then it got changed to Laura Croft. Uh, I think it was something with the publishers they're working with at the time was wanting something a little more UK friendly. I think something like that was said on IGN's article about the history of Laura Croft. And um, well, because she was made to be a a uh, British woman. Yeah, that's what that's actually what she is. She's a British woman, and they made her name Laura Croft. Uh, apparently, though, it came out to Sega first, and it sold like gangbusters. I mean, I think was Laura Croft the first female protagonist for a video game? Uh, I don't... No, I mean, no. they had Metroid. Yeah, Metroid. But nobody... Uh, nobody I don't think anybody I knew... Mean, for, I mean, when did they come out and say she was female? Because for a while... A lot of people I think at the end of Metroid 2, there was a special ending where you could see her without her suit on, and that's when everybody discovered she was a woman. I think well, well the, no, it's actually even in the very first Metroid. If you is? beat the game, you'll see her... I, I thought a, they added that in like the later part of the game. Maybe, but I, I remember hearing about it. Um, but I mean, with Lara Croft, she... Other than being somewhat of a nerdy sex symbol for all of us playing the original PlayStation, yeah. uh, she, it went well in hand with uh, her being one of the one of the front like uh, frontline characters for PlayStation mascots because you know they for them of how Nintendo had you know Mario, Donkey Kong, Zelda. Uh, PlayStation had Laura <laughs> Croft, uh, Abe from Abe's Odyssey, Crash Bandicoot. Bandicoot yeah, you know, yeah, she was basically one of the faces of PlayStation. Sony, PlayStation. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. Yeah, <clears throat> it's actually interesting because the guy Toby Gard, who who initially developed her, she kind of became this bigger sex symbol, like you were saying, to the point where he kind of was like, "I'm." I, I don't know that the article kind of gave me the feeling like that was part of why he left the franchise was because she came very sexualized and over, uh, over time. Yeah. And not only that though, the first game was so successful that Sony was like we want one a year. So every year they were cranking out Laura Croft games. And what ended up happening was like the first one was good, then the second one was like a lot of the same with little changes. Then again, the same game with little changes and little story changes. And it, it, it kept being this very repetitious type of game yeah, to come it, out. It was it was the same objectives. Yeah. Go go find this artifact, fight a bunch of people. 
Yeah. That's yeah. that's pretty much what it was. And I think they tried to shake it up with the fourth one. Because in the fourth one, she actually dies. Like, they no. actually ended off where she's dead. No. The revelations. No, it was actually... Um, yeah, it's one, it's two, it's three. three and then it's Revelation. Revelation is the one they said they left it with her in a coffin or in some kind of tomb and locked away. And, and it gives you the idea that she died. And then the next one, I think, is the Chronicles. It's Chronicles. Where yeah, it's, it's basically like everybody's work. remembering. Like, if you go through the game, there's different characters that do interacted with Laura Croft. And they're, like, remembering different things about her. And then you play through, as Laura Croft, these different, like, stories of her. But supposedly she's dead. And then... They put out one more for the PlayStation 2. Yeah, and then they, and then that one, they don't really even get into how she survived Revelations. They just kind of bring her back, and that's it. I think it's like the Angel of Darkness or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Angel of Darkness, where you you can choose between her and and uh, a dude with supernatural powers mm. that that throws like this little bladed. It, it looks like something blade would throw. Oh, okay. Um, and. It's supposed that she dies in that one. Hmm. So I always, thinking about it, I was like, wow. So they kind of went the, the Batman route with this one. Yeah. Where they're talking, because I know Chronicles, like you said, was talking about her being dead. Yeah. But then she's in Angel Darkness. And they don't even address it. Uh, at least from what I've heard. I've never really played a lot of the Laura Croft games. I've played a few here and there over time. I've played a few, but never like... All the way through to the end, or like really stuck it through on those games, because because the games were really difficult. Yeah, and not not in a sense of difficulty. It's more a lines of she was so fucking hard to control. I really just ended up playing it at people's houses. I, I just never owned a copy to play through. Yeah, and I think that's why. Because I would have probably played it through to the end, but I never really owned one. I was it never really grabbed me to go get it. So, uh, and but I did play the recent reboot, Tomb Raider. Fantastic. And that was actually really good. I enjoyed it. I played it to the end. And it looks like the new movie coming out is going to be taking from, like, it, it, it looks like it's taken from that game, this new movie. Because there's scenes in the new movie's trailer where, like, they're on the boat like they were in the game. And it looks like maybe they crash and they, they end up on this island thing like it was in the game. Because in the game... She ends up going on her first exploration, and she's getting a bunch of people together, and they're doing like a documentary. She's not did really you, doing it. Did she's you remember one of the characters that was with her that she would run into every now and again? No. Guy with the glasses and the goatee. Oh, okay. Alex West. Oh, yeah? I don't know who. Alex, Alex West in the franchise, is a he's like another... He's like an old friend, but he's like a rival Tomb Raider. Kind of like in this movie. This is actually that James Bond is. Do you know what Daniel Craig's character's name? Is Alex West. Alex West. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because if you see them talk, I know we're not really getting into the movie right now, but if yeah. you hear them talk to each other, uh, you can tell like they knew each other from a previous life. Yeah. Oh, guys. <laughs> That's is, is that his ADR? <laughs> yeah, that's his ADR American Jesus. accent. Hey, you're the Tomb Raider. <laughs> that's it. But um, 
So anyways, getting, getting back, just finishing up on the games. Uh, I did play the newer one. That's kind of been my experience. Um, it was good. Um, I, I know playing back through the old ones is probably something I won't do. And it doesn't look like the movie at all took... I think the movie is its own unique thing. I don't think yeah, it really it takes a, any storyline from any yeah. of the games. Not, Not really, because like I said, it was all based on the same premise of her going into these tombs isn't a lot of it dealing with egypt um i know for a fact last revelation dealt with i egypt. thought i was looking over some of the games it felt like a good bit of them deal with a lot of egyptian type uh, adventures um uh, and going into like different like tombs and pyramids and shit like that so i don't know sometimes the storylines didn't really make any sense um the cutscenes really wasn't too great. Yeah. Everything to me was just so dark. Uh, a lot of the times you would get lost in these games because <coughs> nine times out of ten you had to carry a flare with you, and she didn't carry a whole lot of flares. And you <laughs> run out of flares a lot, and also another problem with the, with the games that little tiny insects for like scorpions and spiders yeah. can kill you. Okay. They can get too close, and you can see your health is depleting. Yeah, and I noticed bleeding. the game actually has a lot of like fighting animals and stuff like that. In, in the, the in, in the first game, you fight a fucking T Rex. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and it's and uh, but I will tell you what was fantastic was when they did the Tomb Raider. Um, what was it? The tenth or the uh, I think it was like tenth or twentieth anniversary they released mm-hmm. on uh, I think PS two or three. Okay. Where you actually see the graphics yeah. of the T Rex, you have a fight, and yeah. it it's bonkers. Yeah, it's right. Nuts. Huh. Well, uh, I think that about wraps it up on the game. Uh, at least what we'll talk about the game. Those are just a few, a little bit about her, uh, about her as a character, and you know, that definitely was a character they played up on Sex Appeal. She's probably one of the biggest female video game characters. To date, I don't think she's the first, but I really can't think of another female character before her and before '96 that was a like a prominent star in a video game, especially one that actually carried a franchise. Yeah, exactly. That too, one that carried a, a long run. Because I know I, I played like for example, I've I played a bunch of games where there's female protagonists. It's just. But typically, there's always a male star and a female's like maybe a secondary character. I don't remember any. I'm having a hard time remembering a game where a female was the star of the game before '96. Like there's games like Perfect Dark, but that stuff came after. Yeah, games like Perfect Dark and uh, Blood Rain. Yeah, those Blood came Rain. after Laura Croft, though. Yeah, like I said, the only one that I can think of is, is Samus. But um, like yeah, said, other than I'm... Metroid, well, so Metroid technically would probably be the one that sticks out as this before. Um, That's a. I'm just trying to think of when because not everybody knew she was a lady. I think it was like I said. I don't think, think it was until the end of the second one. He says it's in the first. So it might have been that. It might have been like I said. But I thought that was something they added in in the later point, but I don't really remember. Close yeah, enough to so say. I mean. Well, I'll put it this way, at least. The first one that was clearly a woman story. There was no question about it. Laura Croft. Uh, unless there's another one. If anybody listening wants to correct us or let us know, I think she's the first one I was looking through. I haven't seen much that I can... I can't just... I just yeah, because there are other games where you can play as a woman, but you can also character select as a man as well. Yeah. So, 
but no, it looks like a really good franchise. I'm glad to see where it's going. I actually do want to get the um, Tomb Raider Rising game that came out. Oh, like I said, the only other character I can think of, especially for Tomb Raider. Like I said, not the complete star, but she's known in the video games as Sonya Blade. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's, that's a fighting game thing. Um, I mean, she, it is a fighting game. But in the Mortal Kombat lore... She had the Special Forces game that came out, right? That was Jax. That was Jax. So. Mm-hmm. Um, nah, yeah. But, but the main storyline was revolved around Liu Kang herself and Johnny Cage. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I'm talking about like a solo chick that's the star. So, and in fact, um, even for the movie. So, the games came out in 96 and they cranked out one each year. And then by 2001, when the movie came out... The franchise was kind of seeing some rough times. Like, it was very repetitive. Uh, The games weren't all... Like, all the games that came out weren't necessarily all bad, but they all felt a lot of the same, and it was just kind of getting old. And a lot of people were losing interest in the game. Sales were dwindling down in the game. That and Crystal Dynamics was not doing good at the time at all. Yeah. But, well, they were actually core design, I believe, first. And then they switched over to Crystal Dynamics around that time of the 2000s. Uh, which, I believe, Crystal Dynamics still has it now, and they're with Square Enix. And yeah, that's who's thank God for Square games. Enix. Yeah, that's doing the games now. Um, but, uh, for the games dwindling down, this movie getting um, Angelina Jolie to star in it, the first movie actually was pretty successful. So, um, jumping in now, changing gears and talking about the movie. Um, what were you guys' first you know, thoughts revisiting this movie? And do you remember watching this movie back in 2001 when it came out? Yeah. Uh, like, I got the I got the movie on DVD. I've had it for a long time. you. Yeah. I've had it for a long time. So, yeah, so you it. had to pull it out of your spank bank. <laughs> yeah. kind of, yeah. well, well, I don't keep it in the spank bank. I do keep Womb Room Womb Raider in my spank bank, which is a totally different movie. That okay. So. <laughs> this is he's not making it up. It, it's an actual. Do we have another losing lives where we watch Womb Raider, which is the porn of Tomb Raider? I guess <laughs> if, right. If, yeah. if Kevin can open the case. Up, it's not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing it in theaters at the summer of two thousand one. Cause yeah, I, me too. I just I just got out of middle school to go to high school that year. Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing was the two biggest things of that year. I can remember during the summer was the Gorillas uh, dropping their first CD. Oh, okay. And that movie. Yeah. And as. And I know how big Angelina Jolie was at that time. Yeah, she she was. Um, do you uh, looking at this movie? Like even like the opening. And one thing we made a mention of last losing lives when we were reviewing the trailers. Um, some of the opening sequences and like like the background stuff felt like Mortal Kombat. Like the imagery of it and all. The trailer, yeah, like the, the it was it wasn't it wasn't that visually stunning. Like I recently was just watching the other day, Men in Black, and that came out I think like ninety eight. I think it was I mean, the first Men in Black was like 
96, 97, something like that. I thought really? it was 98. But, yeah, it was like 96. But it was a $98 million budget. And that budget is about the same budget. 97. 97. So, okay, that was close. so 97. And that budget had a $98 million budget. So four years later, we have Tomb Raider, which came out. So it was probably made in like 99, 2000, they were making it. And it was released 2001. So, again, Tomb Raider also had the same budget, like $98 million. And I want to say 96, 98, something around there. Yeah. And I want to say Tomb Raider did not have the star-studded cast that Men in Black did. So, but Men in Black, the visuals are actually pretty fucking great. Yeah, they were for the first time. Even the now, they're not so bad. Yeah, like the, the big cockroach and everything. Yeah. Like, they, you really can't, I mean, Dude, it's obviously the, fake. The talking dog, oh, shooting that guy's head explosion. Like I said, I, I don't know if this yeah. really has anything to do with it, but we also have to take in consideration that this was a Marvel title at the time, too. What? Men in Black. Really? Yeah, because there was a comic book. I didn't know. But even still, okay, even if it's still Marvel, wasn't owned by Disney at the time, didn't have the production value behind it. I mean, Marvel wasn't the movie-making titan that it is today, right? And operating under the same budget, Men in Black looked light years better than I felt like Tomb Raider did. A lot of the visuals, like the robot thing and all that, just didn't look good. Some of the background the, scenery, and you could tell they were behind green screens and all that, and all that just didn't. You, Especially you like the little. Certain, oh, I'm sorry, Kevin, but oh. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. All right, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like the uh, the goop, the freaking the silver, like the little silver goop that the triangle was in, the piece of the triangle. Like you could obviously tell that looked like something out of the freaking PS1 cutscene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. So they were using so like Ovi Bulls using scenes of the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I don't know. The visuals didn't look great. But I mean, I I know I felt Angelina Jolie looked great in the role of Tomb Raider. Like Laura well, Croft. I mean, I mean, you got a you got like a what a mid to late twenties Angelina Jolie. So I mean, yeah, I mean, she acts like. Again, and this is another thing I noticed. Did she get a boob job somewhere between then and now? Because I think her boobs are bigger than what they were in that movie. I don't know, but the cameras really accentuate her boobs in that movie. Like well, they are clearly a sticking point of the movie. She. I believe most of the movie, I don't even think she's really wearing a bra. It's yeah. a lot of just her in a shirt with her just tits flopping around. And like, I'll, there's I'll, a lot of side boob for Angelina Jolie in there. There was a lot of side boob in the video game. And I'm thinking, you know what? As much as I even hate to say it, I really think they nailed it with Angelina Jolie. With the hair, the yes. cone tits. The, the blocky ass she had. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very, it's, you know, they, they took a lot from the video game. Oh, yeah, we've got a nice shower scene. And Which then we also get a nice fine. shower scene from Daniel Craig. Notice the difference in music. <laughs> Just sounds ominous and terrifying. <laughs> Daniel Craig so, shower so, scene. So it hers. Well, it's just like, hers? yeah, naked woman. Next one, Daniel Craig's. Oh man, ass. Oh god. To his his defense, Angelina was in there, pretty much snarking him, trying to sneak a peek. Oh yeah, Yeah, that was true. She was waiting there. She she did get a peek. She didn't sneak a peek. She She got got a peek. She got the whole thing. I mean, I know we're talking about the special effects and everything. I just noticed that the one scene where she's. She's pretty much hanging and... Uh, is it the beginning when she's hanging upside down? Doesn't they open on that? 
Oh, the no, one I, I was thinking more lines of you know how sometime like in midway through the movie she's on those bands and she's dumping up and down. Oh, when she's so, doing that little exercise, right. the, the big action scene, scene. right? Yeah. Well, before before she actually starts the action scene, she's just she's just wistfully just like bouncing around. I felt like in the movie there are certain times where she's jumping and bouncing around. I'm like, wow, she's kind of like when she's on those bands, she's on strings. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, there was just no difference. Well, actually, I like that they did that, though, because that scene, actually, the action sequences... Now, look, the visuals I'm giving a shit on, the action scenes were actually pretty good. Yeah, I that, think they were no, that I'm bad. not shitting on the action scenes. Yeah, that, actually, <laughs> to your point with, like, the strings... That's a she just like having her with that bungee on is a perfect excuse of why she has like ropes and wires on. Like mm-hmm. it, it actually makes sense. It, it and it can flow well together. But uh, yeah, there was there was something that where you could just see it and all. But no, but but I don't know about you guys. That opening scene for me, I was the I opening ca- scene where she was fighting the robot. I caught it really early in the morning, where okay. I woke up. And I said, all right, I need to watch this movie. I have some time before I go to work. Yeah. So I put give it on. And I'm, give, give me I'm, one second. I don't mean to cut you off. Okay. No, we're good. All right. I thought I was hearing something. Are you still recording? Yeah, I'm still recording. Oh, shit. Yeah, you go ahead. Sorry about that. No, I, I was just sitting there like watching this movie half asleep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm kind of just coming to reality and... You know, she she comes into that tomb, and all of a sudden she's fighting. And I'm thinking she's in Egypt, and then a robot pops up, and I'm like, "What is this? <laughs> uh, holy fuck! I'm losing my mind." Yeah, they kind of do open up where she's maybe maybe she's on an adventure right now. She's in some tomb or something. She's raiding something, and it's like, no, she's at her house fighting a robot. <laughs> yeah, she's got this whole scene with like stone statues and like this whole yeah. just in her house, set up in her house somewhere, is in a room, and she's got her freaking her her guy that built her a robot that that's literally trying to kill her. I'm like, man, her house is ridiculous. Yeah, she she so so she has a section in her house that's like, oh, it's pretty much a simulation. Over here is like all my fucking priceless cars which she's just blowing up later yeah yeah like, which she gives no shit about yeah. <laughs> it's it's like she's just rich as fuck and there's no explanation it's just like she raids tombs guys she finds lots of money her dad is a lord he has a bunch of money she's just rich as fuck but actually in the new movies I mean not new movies we haven't seen those yet the new games at least the first game you don't get the impression she's rich at all Mm-mm. you get the impression like because she's like on a rickety boat doing some documentary with a bunch of people. They crash, they like get into the storm and they crash on I, I don't know. It, it kind of gives this idea that she is somewhat of a wealthy girl who's never been in any kind of danger in her life. Hmm. Well, not to get sidetracked with the game. I was just making that point. But in the movie, they do keep it to that she's this rich, you know, I guess you could say powerful woman who's just like does whatever she wants whenever she wants and yeah, doesn't give and, a fuck. and then they give her all these cases where if you find this and you bring it to us here's a fat stack of cash I guess they didn't really get into like that uh, in fact she kind of makes a point that Alex West Daniel Craig's character putting on James that um, he's in it for the money and she is in it for the thrill of it like just for the fun of it like she's clearly an action junkie in this movie like she's like oh i'm gonna go find out what this clock thing is because in the movie it centers around 
this clock piece. Yeah, because you, if you notice, her butler comes to her and presents her like three or four different tasks that she just sits there like, been oh, there. That is true. There is a scene where she's like, he's like Egypt and he's like uh, whatever other place. Yeah, kind of like, goes to say, kind of goes to tell you that it's like no matter how much time she takes off, she's always taking a case. Yeah, yeah. okay. That's what you're just saying. Because she was, wasn't she to do the same thing in the video games or games or like start off where like some tech company or something is like coming to hire her to do something? Yeah, but there's also other companies that sent other Tomb Raiders. So it's pretty much a race against time to get to it before they do. And of course, due to storyline. Is that like a real job? Like, is there like people like, hey, we need Tomb Raiders? <laughs> it's. <laughs> It, it is, but it's called an archaeologist, and it's not as exciting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say. There's no, way, so. there's no way. There to... are rules. Like, you have to clean everything with a brush. <laughs> yeah, with uh-huh. a toothbrush. No guns. <laughs> Scrub it clean. Yeah. It's not the exhilarating life of Laura Croft or Indiana there's, Jones. There's not to say that you're uh-huh. not trespassing, yeah. or there's somebody that will shoot you if you're on private property. Or if the government's just like, you can't come on our property. I wonder how, I think that some of these tombs actually do have traps in them. But I wonder if how many of them still work. I think I think that's actually something that they deal with. It's written yeah. some of these things. Huh. Um, but anyways, getting back to the point I originally was making about her being like an action junkie. Um, all over this movie, there's like scenes with like her being a badass, putting on her sunglasses, she rides to the auction to talk with the guy her dad knows about um, this like special clock thing that she found. This becomes a central plot point for the movie. The little triangle piece. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever that was. I forget what they called it. And because uh, yeah, she woke up, the all-seeing and, eye. Yeah, she woke up and her clock it. was ticking, but the batteries were dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, so, in some room in her house that she didn't know about, which is not surprised me because seems to have a million fucking rooms in that house. Yeah. She does. But everywhere she's going, she's like riding on a motorcycle, flying through traffic left and right, not giving a fuck. Like, she's just a clear action junkie. And, um, which is like, which is cool. I mean, that's kind of how they made her. But it's it's clear cut. Like, that's her. And, like, all through the movie, she's just like this all around badass. And, like, the movie is cheesy in that way. But the action scenes are actually pretty cool, and it's it's, it's light enough story to where it's it's, it's kind of fun. Um, this did come out in that era of movies that uh, like cheesy action B movies are still freaking popular, like like Triple X. Yeah, like Triple X and stuff like that. So I mean, that's probably why it's, uh, it comes off kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But uh, here we get a little bit of the plot here, and I'm gonna play some of this when we talk. Our explanation about it. for this is. Oh, let me go ahead and send it so y'all can watch it too. Let me play it from there. Ah, oh, shit. This thing is not acting right. Be nice if it did. I'll say Netflix, what the fuck do you want? Yeah, I'm just trying to throw it through here. I'm trying to do it a different way, but mm-hmm. uh, it looks like it might be good. Explanation for this, please. There you go. I have no explanation. Certainly no excuses. Except to once again respectfully remind the council that we are working from clues based on ancient cosmological models. Which I find funny that they just basically blatantly say, oh, the bad guys are the Illuminati. Yeah, I, I just love the, uh, the name dropped of Illuminati. You know, the Illuminati wants it. And they're just like, we are the Illuminati. Yeah. Uh. Like, oh, no shit. <laughs> 
in. Is it the first rule of Illuminati? You want to talk about Illuminati? You would think so. But I guess. <laughs> like the Illuminati thrives on uh, pretty much the idea of we don't exist. Yep. And they have one opportunity in one week to get some ultimate power, which if they're the Illuminati. Which gets me is they're all together, and when, once the guy walks out of the room, he's outside. Yeah. So literally anybody can walk into that building and see the entire Illuminati sitting at that desk. Yeah. And this shit, what building is this? They just got a couple of random throne chairs just lined up. Yeah. Yeah, not only that. All right, so the plot of this movie is Illuminati's wanting this ultimate power. And apparently this ultimate power is the ability to go back and forth through time and be able to do, I guess, whatever they want to do. It's vague. You don't know why they want it or what. It's just like, hey, this is a lot of power. We're Illuminati. We want it. But you're already the most powerful thing around. Like, why do you need this? Well, I mean, they they told a story at some point in the movie talking about how this uh, advanced civilized, like, people had it. Yeah, and apparently they abused the power, so the gods pretty much destroy their civilization, and the um, then the Illuminati just so happens to be descendants of these people, and they want it back. Oh, okay. I didn't catch that they were the descendants of the people and that they want it back. But okay. I don't think, yeah, I don't think that was clearly explained. I do remember them saying that there was something about fulfilling up a promise to their ancestors. So okay, yeah. But, I mean, honestly, the plot of this movie is not that important. Yeah, because they kept saying, you know, uh, our, our ancestors have waited, you know, five, that was like, we've been waiting 5,000 years, kind of kind of pretty much symbolizing that people before them, people before them have been waiting as well. Yeah. And now them being elderly as fuck yeah. are now waiting for this to happen. And they said, if we don't get it, we'll have to wait another 5,000 5, years. years. So they're, they're pretty much prepared to wait, so their descendants are going to wait for this as sure. well. Yeah, sure. I mean, I... I they... and, and then they use the guy from the Resident Evil franchise and Game of Thrones oh, to, yeah, seek, yeah, yeah. to seek this relic. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get into them in a minute. But I do want to get into right now... That's basically the plot of the movie. So, uh, and, and well... Just to get to touch on that plot again, we find out too that Lara Croft's dad used to be part of the Illuminati. So I guess Lara Croft, in that way, is involved in that Illuminati family to some degree. She's wanting to get this power to kind of bring back her dad. At least that's kind of what she's thinking of doing. And the Illuminati wants it for. To bring back or to continue his legacy. Or just to reach out to him or something through death or something like that. Because. at the end of the movie, we get that scene where they, they finally put all the pieces together. They get the power. She meets her dad and basically gives a goodbye and destroys the thing. Because her dad's like, you need to destroy it. It's too much power. I don't think she was ever seriously considering bringing her dad back. It's just in that moment, I think probably she was guys kind of wavering. Yeah, she ended up... She just wanted to see her dad. Because they, the yeah. they had the little, little fucking crazy kid that would just like pop up, never explain... Don't know what's going on, but when she went to like two of the different temples, this kid pops up and she's like, I know what you want. You want to see your dad? And it's like, uh, what? And, and that's it. Like, it's just, I don't know why that was there. Yeah. There's a lot of that. There's a couple of things in here that's just there to be there and whatever. It's a well, fucking movie. 
It's it's an action movie. It's like who cares? Let's just yeah. Let's just see it after that. Since let, we're talking let's, about let's, let's progress this plot, but yet let's let's show more TNA and here's well here's actually there's TNA. not that much TNA. Like there's no sex scenes. I mean it's a rated I'm, team. I'm not movie, saying so. you yeah. see her tits, you see her ass all the time, but she does wear these really like tight scandalous, shirts, scandalous outfits. Out. Yes, where, she does. You, you know. She's the title character, so yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's then, true. and then we have to name drop another character from the Tomb Raider series, and that's Alex West. Which actually, this is his opening scene here for you. And then we get Lara Croft. I don't believe it. Daniel Craig doing a British action. I mean, doing an English action, and he's British. And and then Jolie doing an English action, but she's American. You are still pretending to be a photojournalist. Sure. You know, I think it's really cool. You still have a date. It's really job. cool. Even though it's obviously just for show. When, he, when he's English, he sounds like such a geek. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, you're trying to find that thing there. I want you to be James Bond. Warren. Yeah. Um, we always have to fight like this. I mean, maybe we have to fight like this. Come on, we don't have to maybe do this. Come on, guy. Why? Come on, guy. Come on, Betty. Come on. But, yeah, that's just a little bit of... of um, and I was kind of surprised. I ain't gonna lie. When I saw that, I was like, oh, shit. Like, uh, I didn't know, um, you know Daniel Craig was in this movie. I forgot that he was in this movie. Yeah, I remember when seeing he played James back, Bond. I'm like, like I, know, I remember seeing him in something else. Yeah. And then I saw this. I'm like, that's right. This is where He I was in a lot of things before he was James Bond. He was in that movie with um, Tom Hanks, too, where he played the assassin. Yeah. He, he played the, in Layer Cake. Hmm? Uh, Layer Cake. No, um... No, I'm just saying is he played a movie called Layer Cake. Yeah, he played a movie called Layer Cake. <laughs> sure, let's just throw that out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Layered Cake. But that, that's that's what we get of uh, him. And he honestly doesn't really play that big of a role. Like, honestly, if you cut his character out, that'd be fine. Yeah. Like, he doesn't motivate, really, he doesn't really have a motivating factor for Lara Croft to do anything. He Except really at the end, for some reason, when he gets freaking stabbed. Yeah, that's like the only thing where she like goes heads and uses the power that she was told not to use. She uses it to bring him back. But and when it. she spent like most of the movie saying talking about how much she doesn't like him and how much she thinks he's a freaking yeah, scumbag. Yeah, because yeah, every time they run into each other and she outsmarts him and outbesses him, she just turns and looks at him and gives him a smug look and then continues on with her, her day. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, he was the most needless character, but he maybe there was a version of the movie they cut where he was somebody, and I guess maybe it's just a name drop from the game, because apparently he appears in the games. So, but we also get this guy. This is a little bit of the villain. Pal. Pal. This is the clock I spoke of. And he plays the villain very, like, over the top. Very interesting. All black. All dressed in black. Mm. Isn't that the best kind of villain, though? I mean, if you're gonna be a megalomaniac, don't you gotta kind of be? You said it started ticking the night of the alignment. Yes. Telling her thing, asking her things he already knows. Yep. You said you were a lawyer. Yes. Yeah, he's a lawyer. He's like. He's like the richest lawyer you ever seen. This is an obsession. Nor, nor does he ever talk about his practice. Yeah, because lawyers do. The origin of they even hand cards for their practice. Yeah, 
Like they show some kind of evidence that they are lawyers. Like, hey, if you ever need a lawyer in an accident, you know, call me. He's Apparently, like, he only lawyer. deals in antiquities. So, yeah, but I like, also like clocks. He's like, I'm a lawyer, but mm, this triangle seems cool. Yeah, my ignorance amuses me. He's like, I know nothing of this clock, and then he sends special forces, like mercenaries, to come murk her for this yeah. clock. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, which is hilarious, but I guess you know whatever. He just. Let's stick a villain. Don't need to give much explanation, and let's just go on with the plot of this movie. Uh, but I mean, even so, like, yeah, the plot is just a simple plot. There's not much storytelling done. Right. And, There's and the biggest really... thing is, um, Laura Croft knows he's the villain. Yeah. Right off the bat. Yeah. She goes home and she starts. They ask about him. Is like he's lying. I know he is. Yeah. Like, like she already foresees that he's going to try and do anything to come and get this. I know this for a fact. Mm-hmm. So let's just wait for him. Yeah. So, but I mean, basic breakdown. Um, I guess that, I mean, that about covers, I guess, what we, what we doing on this movie. Uh, let me pull up uh, some of the... Uh, no, there's one scene that I want to talk about that we didn't touch on. That's when they finally put all the pieces together. And they get hit by the freaking, I don't know, time wave or whatever. And then they're running up that weird fucking pyramid. I, I didn't want to talk what about the it. hell is I, that? I, I, I don't know. That that was like metaphorically them racing to get to the top. I, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It was they, like the they, most weird abstract thing to happen. Because no, they both get knocked away by the time we're coming out of this freaking triangle. This freaking, I don't know what it, what you want to call it. And then all of a sudden they're just transported to like this other space where they're running up this weird pyramid. No, yeah. what makes that scene weird was the fact that once they get to this pyramid, when it, when it appears in front of them, none of them for a second even questions what to do. Yeah. Not like, where the hell are we? What's going on? They don't even look around. They just instantly, they get zapped in front of this pyramid and they just start running up it like they've been trading their whole lives. <laughs> the sprint, run up the, the sprint. pyramid. Yeah, they just yeah. automatically know, yeah, this is what we're supposed to do with this. Yeah, yeah. sprint up this pyramid. To get they're, they're like, my, my father's been talking about this pyramid that when you see it, Start sprinting. And it's the only, you know, Tomb Raider. A lot of it, like we said in the games, does have a lot of things about Egypt. But nothing in this movie has any of that. And all of a sudden, there's just this pyramid put in that spot. Whenever they go into this time world where they're racing for it. Yeah. Um, also, well, one thing we also didn't talk about is that actually the actor who played her dad. Yeah, John Voight. Angelina Jolie's yeah, real dad. Yeah. yeah. So, but that was never really played to any effect. Like the scenes with her dad didn't really feel that like, you feel that emotional or connected to it. I don't, I don't know. Like it was just kind of, uh, because he I was always, always in some weird tent and dressed up in adventure clothes and like having these like, like, like deep he, talks with her. That was just, okay. I, I feel like. Either her father was about to go on or come back from a safari. Well, her father was always just explaining shit that you needed to know. Like, that's yeah. how he, he was doing exposition. Every scene with her father was just that. Like, let me fill in the gap of this thing you might not know. Oh, you're wondering what this clock thing is? Oh, this is it. Oh, you're wondering, you know, what to do with it? Oh, this this is how you do it. You know, like, 
All, all, all I, I, don't, I don't know. John Voight looks so very uncomfortable in this movie. Like, he just wants to hurry and go back to his trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do this movie with my daughter. What the fuck am I doing here? No, I mean, <laughs> as much as, as he's doing it with his successful daughter, at least, like, it, it's not also like his son, uh, Peter Jolie, in this movie. Because every time I think about, like, the relationship between John Voight and his daughter Angelina Jolie thinks about the real life relationship between brother and sister. Yeah. Because that was like one of the biggest things in Hollywood at the time was Angelina and Peter had like somewhat of a weird sibling relationship where they were actually making out in front of people on the red carpet. Really? Yeah. (laughs) And I'm sure every time John Voight looks at his daughter he just thinks about that shit. Yeah, maybe so. jeez. Um, but I think does anybody else have anything to touch on with this movie that we didn't cover? I mean, we kind of covered um, about the action theme of this movie. You know, a lot. It was heavy, heavy like action. Just a lot of slow motion shots of Laura Croft rocking, walking around places, putting her sunglasses on and off. Yeah, I mean, just two things. Yeah, one the predictable scheme of the the antagonist. How I know he was going to work for these guys. Yeah. And then betray them at the end because he wanted all the power for himself. That's what bad guys do. The other thing was Daniel Craig's ADR. Mm. Yeah, that was so bad. Which I played some of the audio for. So bad. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Come on. You can see his mouth moving, but you see no expression on his face. And his voice seems so much louder than it was. In fact, here, I think I got a full uh, clip of, of everything. Well, like, of him talking. Come on, guys! Come on, Paul! Come on, it's coming! Yeah. Not Daniel. It says it's coming. Yeah, it's <laughs> coming. Is that is that a new one for you? Yeah, it might be. It's like, I coming! Know. I got a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger ones right now. <laughs> is it from Batman and Robin? No, it's from uh, when he's getting his pump on and he's talking about, I'm coming, Dan. Oh, nice. from um, Pumping Iron? It's just Iron. coming. Yeah. So I got those new I ones. come here, I come there, I come everywhere. Here's a little bit of the trivia they got. Uh, Angelina Jolie did her own bungee ballet. And according to an interview on Tonight Show uh, with Jay Leno, she injured her ankle in the first take when landing on top of a chandelier went bad. So that part of the scene had to be done over again after she recovered. Yeah, that's when she was doing the little bungee cord thing because she jumped up on top of the chandelier. There was a couple things in here. um, They were like nods at the game. They say when Laura starts smashing the clock with a hammer... Uh, the butler uses a silver tray to protect his face. And apparently that's from the game when you're exploring Croft Manor. The player can shoot at the butler who also uses the tray he's carrying to protect himself. I don't know if that's really what they were going for with it, but sure. Uh, then there's a moment here where she goes, Aha! When she finds a bunch of wolves, how she exits out at the end of the movie. And that's reminiscent of the game whenever she would find something. She Everything. Like, Aha! In the game. Everything she picked <laughs> up, she said, even though it's aha, it was more like, hmm. Oh, that's hilarious. Filming the scenes where Lara drives her Land Rover through the jungle, there had to be endless reshoots due to snakes and other wildlife falling through the open top roof. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Jolie was terrified to film those. Uh, let's see. It's the highest grossing action film with a woman in the lead role. 
The second is Aliens. So it eclipsed Aliens. Hmm. That's interesting. Aliens is a badass film. Now, I, I don't know if it's... This is probably whenever this was entered in. I don't know if she's still the highest grossing action film with a woman today. Because uh, you had things like Wonder Woman now. And that definitely has probably eclipsed what you know Laura Croft did back in 2001. But at that time, though, yeah, it was the highest grossing action. Yeah, and, and you still have movies coming out like Red Sparrow. And you and, say that and, video game movies always had this bad stigma behind it. There was there's some that come through and like didn't do too bad with the box office or whatnot. So uh, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, I knew that was the fucking gun. I oh, knew it. The gun that Daniel Craig uses in the Tomb of the Dancing Light is a Walter PPK signature weapon of Bond. So he already knew he was going to use this. Yep. He knew it. Uh, Foreshadowing anybody? Yep. Uh, it said Angelina Jolie received weapons training from an instructor at the SAS, the United Kingdom's Elite Special Forces, to prepare herself for the role. Um. Uh, she never kills or wounds anyone with a gun in the movie, except when she uses the gun to hit one of the robbers in the head while she rides past. So I guess she just killed everybody because she did shoot a bunch of people. Read, read about the uh, read about the bra size of Laura Croft. Oh wait, in the video game, Laura Croft is a thirty six double D. Angelina Jolie is naturally a thirty six C. And she was padded to a 36D for the movie. That's why the tits look so fucking big in this movie. I thought so. As it was felt that padding to the original character size would be too unrealistic. Yeah, you, you gotta do it, man. You just Jesus, gotta do it. That's hilarious. They actually padded her. That's, I, I, You know, her boobs didn't really flop around now that I'm thinking about it as much. I like. I always thought like it almost felt like she. <laughs> there was did. something going on with her tits. Like it didn't seem natural. I couldn't place it. So they padded her boobs up. To Neither did Laura Cross in the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see, I just I knew it. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, let's see. Alex West was originally named Alex Mars, but because the name hadn't been cleared by the legal department, it couldn't be used. Director Simon West declared. Decided, excuse me, to name the character Alex West after his father, since he knew that if he needed, he could get legal clearance for the name. I so swore. it didn't had nothing to do with the video games. Apparently, I could have swore he was in. Then maybe there was another character named Alex, because honestly, a lot of the male characters in those Tomb Raider games are just cannon fodder. Hmm. But yeah, but I want to say in the in the newest one, they're act the actual. One of the guys that she's with is Alex, and it could be Alex West. Huh. All right. This film marks the first time in more than three decades that a Hollywood production has been filmed in Cambodia, the previous being Lord Jim in 1965. Uh, she had le- Angelina Jolie had lessons in yoga and kickboxing to prepare for a role as Laura Croft. She also learned how to handle weapons, which we went over that. She got some training. Um, they said that she's been given several gadgets in the film. What gadgets was she given in the film? Specific nods to certain gameplay features of Tomb Raider game. She got the reloader belt or backpack. Well, I mean, you didn't really see her get it. It's just she had it. But yeah, she was able to uh, allow or uh, reload her guns quickly with that. Uh, yeah, okay. Which in the game you had unlimited ammo. Hmm. Yeah. The f- yeah, the pistols always did. Just had infinite ammo, huh? Yeah, but they were just weak as shit. 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So you had to get, like, different guns, like, stronger ammo, but actually had a number of rounds. Or the shotgun, which only had a couple of shots, and you should you should only use it when necessary. Hmm. Uh, the filmmakers at first envisioned the scenes ultimately shot in Cambodia taking place at the Great Wall of China. When the schedule didn't allow for this to happen, the alternative was to build the Great Wall in Scotland. Ultimately, they opted for the stone temples of Cambodia. And they were able to film there for 30 years. Um, they said the temple on the hill in Cambodia at which Laura Lange is Phnom Baking, Jesus, which is just outside the south gate of the city of Angkor Thom. Uh, I'm not even going to continue reading this because I'm Angkor ruining Tom. These, these city names. But um, uh, they said after the time of filming, Angelina Jolie sported a large tattoo on her upper left arm. Makeup was used to cover the tattoo, but one can see where the tattoo has been covered up in several scenes, particularly the shower scene. Sure. That shower scene was just shoved in there just so you can see side boob. Like, <laughs> no other purpose for the scene. Uh, right. Oh, it was filmed at Pinewood Studios in England where some of James Bond films were made. James Bond was just all over this movie in secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, nah, nobody gives shit about that. Uh, there's not really much else. Uh, no shit. Illuminati is reported to be a real-life secret society with origins dating back to the 1700s, though it is a matter of debate whether it still exists. Many books, factual fiction, uh, or science fiction novels have been written about this legendary group. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just funny that they're just like, oh, it's the Illuminati. They're just bad. We just use Illuminati. The audience will know enough that, oh, they're powerful, rich people who run yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah. It's one thing if they're just powerful, rich, and it was just some secret society. It's a lazy we just, way. And we just assume they're the Illuminati or like an Illuminati-like yeah. secret society. This one, they're just they're just like, we as the Illuminati. And I'm like, oh, okay. So just straight up Illuminati. Out. Well, it's just a, it's a lazy way of making a villain. Like, oh, yeah. we don't have to try and make this villain interesting or anything. We'll just label it Illuminati and people will get the gist that they're bad. You know? And they mm-hmm. honestly did nothing in the movie. This is actually funny. Angelina Jolie took drug tests to test her mental well-being during filming due to concerns about the rumors of drug use and her relationship with Billy Bob Thornton at the time. Catherine Zeta-Jones was considered for the role. Yeah, Catherine Zeta-Jones was considered for the role of Laura Croft. She might have been okay for it. It might have been interesting to see her in there. So she trained six months to get in shape for the film, Angelina Jolie. Uh, she was an extremely hesitant towards wearing Laura's famous short shorts that she wears in the games in the opening fight scene with Simon. However, she eventually agree, agreed because she knew it would make fans of the character happy. What? Why were you hesitant about that? Mm-hmm. You, were not, you were hesitant about the short shorts. But not about stuffing your bra to a 36D? <laughs> that, that's what you're hesitant about? The shorts. I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, whatever. Originally, Laura was going to be naked in the shower scene, similar to the epilogue of the video game sequel. But the idea was dropped in order to avoid an R rating. Thanks a lot. <laughs> so, the, so the film could secure a PG-13 rating instead. Only her side boobs are seen. Nice. 
You know, if you want to see her boobs, I think there's that movie Taking Lives. Taking Lives? Yeah, I remember Taking there's, Lives. There's a sex scene where, where she bangs the spoiler, the serial killer. Yeah, she bangs a serial killer, and they do show if her tits in it. If you want to see Angelina Jolie in her full glory, original sin is much, much okay. better. Yeah, original sin. There you or go. Gia, where she actually, uh, where she she bangs another chick. <laughs> Demi, they said Demi Moore was also widely to be considered for the role of Lara Croft. Uh, they say James Bond films were one of the influence behind the Tomb Raider games. In all my research, all the influence for Tomb Raider has been uh, Indiana Jones. I've never heard James Bond be in it. But it might have been an influence for this movie because James Bond's cum stains are all over this movie. Probably. His ADR and his uh, his jizz is all over it. Denise Richards. Oh, Charlie's Theron would have been kind of cool as Laura Croft. Yeah. Uma Thurman and Liv Tyler turned down the role of Laura Croft. It's weird you say... We say Charlize Theron turns down this role, but yet she goes on to play um, Eon Flux. Oh, God. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah Eon right? Flux, yeah. This would have been way better for her than that shit. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> oh, Ian Glenn and Noah Taylor appeared on Game of Thrones. I think Noah Taylor is the nerd guy that does all the computer stuff for Laura Croft, and he's apparently in Game of Thrones. Ian Glenn, I'm not sure who that one was. Ian Glenn is the, uh, he's the bad guy. Oh, he's the main bad guy. That's, yeah. Okay. Powell. That was his name. The gun used by Powell's villains. Uh, we don't need to get into all that. Um, Natalie Cassidy auditioned for the role of Croft, but was literally laughed out of the office by Jolie and Seth. <laughs> what the hell? Damn. Oh. Who is that? Who's Natalie Cassidy? I don't know, but I'm about to find out. Look up. That's fucked up. <laughs> That might not even be a real thing, so I don't know. Some of this stuff is not necessarily real. So Mila Jovovich auditioned for Laura Croft. Really? Where'd you read that at? Um, come further down. Oh. Oh my gosh, she's a British soap opera star. Oh, <laughs> Her and Kirsten Dunst? Kirsten Dunst auditioned for Laura Croft, too? Jesus, everybody. And Fazua Balk? I don't know who the fuck that is. I don't is. know who the fuck that is. Um, all right. Do you, did you ever see The Craft? No. Did you ever see Waterboy? Yes. You remember The Girlfriend? Oh, shit. Vicky That's Bell's her? Part? Okay. That's so her. she tried to be Laura Croft? Yeah. She wouldn't have been a good one. They would have had to stuff all. her bra a lot. <laughs> it would just be tissue paper out here. Executive <laughs> <laughs> uh, producer Stewart Barrett. Did uncredited re-editing work on this film and Mission Impossible 2 in exchange for the job of directing Star Trek Nemesis. Damn. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Nope. Nope. Nah, yeah, I know that. Daniel Craig. Not a lot. Of, I don't think a lot of people returned for Laura Croft. It's funny. The, he, uh, it, it's weird how he did not return for the sequel. Yeah. But they all, but they got Gerard Butler to be in the sequel. Yeah, Gerard Butler is in the uh, the sequel. So that's the next. So uh, that's about it for the little facts of this movie. Anything that's interesting um, that we covered. Uh, let's get into rating this movie, and then we're going to talk about what we're doing for the new movie and shut this down. Um, Kevin, why don't you go ahead and start us off? What would you rate this movie? How many lives down? I don't know. I'm going to say two lives. Because the movie is, even though it doesn't have the best plot, it wasn't meant to be. It was just meant to be no fun. no fucking way. Yeah. 
it's just meant to be a, a fun movie, you know. And I had fun watching it. So you know, with the you action scene, it. yeah, it's like on yeah. top shelf. You sleep to it every night. You, know. <laughs> you 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 open one eye knowing that it's still there and it'll always be there. <laughs> Lord Croft, you're still there, right? I, I feel like Kevin has to check this movie to make sure it's there every night before he goes. Look, like, we're gonna I do this. I own this movie too, but it's at my dad's house. Mm. I didn't take it with me. I'll also have the second one if you guys want to do the second one next week. Uh, no, what we're this so this is what we're gonna do before we get to what me and Ryan rated. So on the weekend, because um, this is gonna come out and at the end of the week, this is gonna come out on Monday, and that Friday is when the new Tomb Raider drops. So Friday night, we're all going basically opening night. They actually, oh yeah, to the to Tuesday night. To the new Tomb Raider movie. But uh, Friday night, we're going to try and all see the Tomb Raider movie. Yeah. The new one. Then we're going to do a small review on the new movie. All right? Then we'll go ahead and record and do Cradle of Life. And that's how we're going to do it. All right. So that's the plans, at least. So um, hopefully that works out. Ryan, what are you rating the movie? Um, you know, I'm not really going to shit on this movie much. Superlative. I mean, I saw it years ago in 2001. I didn't think it was a bad movie. I kind of enjoyed it for it being an action movie. Not really realizing Daniel Craig was in it. Um, well, he wasn't really a name back then either. It's like he was, but he wasn't. What did he do? Like, like I said, he did he did a bunch of obscure movies here and there, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. He was he was snap famous. He didn't get big till he hit James Bond. That's when everybody knows his name now mm-hmm. because of James Bond. Yeah, that is true. Um, I mean, I I was vastly entertained. To t- take it, this is not the best movie. Yeah, and it could have been much better, but I was entertained to a sense because it it reminded me of the video games and. Just uh, just the cheesiness of it all. Mm. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and say I lost two lives as well. Mm. I'm gonna say one life. I don't think it was two lives. <clears throat> it was fun. I have some memories. I remember watching this movie then and it coming out. And uh, there's a lot of flaws with the movie, but it's got some guilty pleasures to it. I mean, two lives. I see where you're coming from. I'm just gonna give it one. I think one. I mean, there's a lot of good things about it, too. It's one of the first, like, high-grossing uh, action movie starring a female character. And I think that's pretty big that, you know, it took however long before we started seeing that. And then now we've even seen, like, Marvel and DC kind of sit on their hands before really getting female characters out there in a bigger way. And now we're starting to see it happen. We've still got Wonder Woman and we've got Captain Marvel coming out. And um, or Miss Marvel, whatever I call her, and um, <clears throat> Harley Quinn has become a big character with the Suicide Squad, and you know they're probably doing movies with her as well, and so all that stuff is pretty good. Um, so, but Lara Croft is one of the big ones, and it was a video game movie, and also just what she was as a character in games too. Like I don't know, I'd give it one. It, it did well. In fact, um, let me pull up here. Um, the um, budget for Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Let me pull that up. So it's ninety four million. 
And I want to say like what I was relating it to before was um, Men in Black, and that was like 96, 98 million. It's very close budget. But um, it made in total worldwide $274 million off of a 94 million budget. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, back then too, like, now I see why they tried to make a sequel for it. You know, it was number one in the theaters for the most part when it first hit. Yeah, it would be another what, two years before a sequel came out. Yep. <clears throat> the sequel, though, didn't do as well. I don't know if the sequel was a bad movie. I don't. I think I watched it a long time ago, but I, I know I didn't watch it when it came out to theaters. And I don't remember how well it went over, but uh, I know it didn't do well in the box office. I don't I, know if it was as bad critically or anything like that. I just... I don't think anybody really cared of a sequel. Yeah, I think so too. I think the first one came out, everybody was like, oh, cool, it's the game. And they ran to theaters and seen it. And it wasn't the worst movie. And Angelina Jolie was kind of big at that point too. Yeah, she, she, was, was, she was still pretty big. It's just we were not seeing too much of the video games. Anymore. Well, the video games were dying at that point for a long time. Exactly. Off. They were dying off. So it was kind of a weird time to have that movie come out. Where like with Mortal Kombat... That movie came out in the middle of the hype of the video game. And then with Lara Croft, we get it towards like almost its death. It didn't really ever die out because now it's been rebooted and it looks like it's got a new life. But like it was they were just not selling much of Lara Croft games at that point when this movie dropped. Because um, at this point, Sony was getting prepared for the very launch of the PlayStation 2. Yeah. So PlayStation games, as we know it, was just slowly kind of just drifting off with titles, and Tomb Raider was one of them. Yeah, and um, but the one for PlayStation Two, the first one that came out was that Angel of Dark- Angel of Darkness. Angel of it Darkness. was the only one for PS Two. It's Adventure Time. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope y'all enjoyed it. Uh, Who's Next Gaming dot com. Uh, you can go ahead and check out. We've got a lot of other movies we've covered from video games. Um, I also look forward to the next Losing Lives episode where we're going to cover the new Tomb Raider movie when it comes out and uh, see what that's about. Uh, And then we're going to do Cradle of Life after that. Uh, If you haven't yet, last week's episode, we had a Who's Next podcast episode where me and Kevin, while uh, Ryan was sleeping, uh, did... (laughs) Thanks for reminding uh, me. (laughs) We did uh, off of uh, gaming violence. Gaming violence, uh, you know, has been coming under fire recently. You know, due to the Florida shooting, President Trump and a lot of Republicans are trying to point the finger at violence in games leading to mental health issues instead of with the left, they're pointing at gun control. We don't really try and get into what's the right gun control or whatever. We really just try and specifically talk about video games as a medium and if it affects kids in that way. If you're interested in hearing some talk on that, I think we made some interesting points. We brought up, you know, some stuff from hell. We even a brain scientist who talked about what action games can do to your brain beneficially, which was interesting. So um, check it out if you want, and um, you know, look forward to our next coming episodes. Uh, I think the next who's next episode we're going to do is just going to be a bunch of games. I think we're just going to play a bunch of games. Not really have a, a topic per se. Just play a lot of the different games and segments that we have. And just do an episode with that. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, that'll probably be pretty fun. In fact, we can do the we can do the uh, screen acting that we didn't do yesterday. Yeah, in fact, yeah, that'll be one of them. 
But in fact, I think also this might come out around our anniversary. I was just thinking about that. Yeah, because we started around March, our first year anniversary. Yeah. Um, Anybody want to talk a little bit about doing it for a year so far? You know, what does that, you know, mean? I mean, Kevin, you haven't really been on a lot of the audio episodes. You've been taking a bigger role in audio episodes recently. Mm -hmm. But you've done a lot of the camera work in the background, a lot with the gamer needs food badly. You've done a lot with that. Um, you've been doing the editing the way those videos look on YouTube is all to your credit um, and I think Ryan we've had a couple of talks on this podcast about what this podcast meant to us and, and, and things about it especially like the Christmas Correct. episode we did that but Kevin I don't think we've ever got it from you so you know being a year now what's your uh, how's your feelings been on it what's your thoughts on it and we'll close out with that I mean when I first started doing this, I thought I came in and I wanted to do it. It's something that was I seemed interested in doing, but now that I've been doing it for a year, I've kind of fallen in love with doing this. That's the whole reason I wanted to do. I was started. I was talking about it yesterday. I wanted to start doing my stream a lot more seriously. The video editing, even though I'm not the best at it, I mean it's something fun that I that I that I. It's all it turned out to be a lot more fun than what I thought it would be, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I actually kind of enjoy doing it. So I mean. And then, of course, it gives me a chance to get together because you love the guys and shoot the shit about comics, video games, general geekdom. Yeah, you know, because I remember Seth, the um, the first first episode we did when we first started, you were sitting in that same exact chair. I always have. I I was sitting where Kevin was, and I'm sitting right now where Tim was. Yep. And I just cracked open that six pack of Bud Light Platinum. Yep. And we we uh, we set a time when we were gonna start, and uh, Tina was running around with the kids and the dogs, yeah. and we were trying to get quiet. But not only that, Eric was cooking. Eric we was were doing cooking, the cooking so it was segment. sizzling. Everybody was running around. We and were I'm doing s- the cooking segment in the audio podcast. Yeah, because this cha- it, it, that was before it became its own thing. We decided to make it its own thing. People started telling us to kind of add some video and some visuals to it with and, the food. And I'm sitting there like, well, while I'm waiting, I'm just gonna crack open a beer, no problem. And I'm probably on beer. I started to crack open beer number six, and we finally started rolling. So yeah. I was I was actually just like, kind of kind of almost Blitz. drunk at this point, and <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> trying to do the episode. There and- is something that I really enjoyed about having like Eric cooking, us talking games, in this experience that. We, we don't have anymore and I don't think it's necessarily bad but I do think I'd like to try and recreate that again so I don't know about doing like smaller cooking segments with Eric that are just audio and then we did the big video one or something like that but I mean, we've, we've had Eric cooking in the background before when we've done these just kind of you know whenever like um, when Eva wanted him to come and cook that gumbo for her and stuff oh when he cooked those burgers there's yeah. a few times just not and that first time doing it I guess and maybe it's just the memory of the first time doing it but uh, that was like it was fun it was like our first time trying it and then that was we did four fucking episodes so we were like just podcasting all day all through the night. Yeah. Yes. Where we were just like, uh, do 
Yeah, that was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we learned a lot about how to do this. Yeah, because we, we would do that Who's Next episode. That would last about like an hour and a half, maybe. Then we would take a break. It was only supposed to be like for maybe 15 minutes, but it would go to about 30, 45. Yeah. And he's like, all right, guys, get everybody back. We got to do this losing lives. That'd be about an hour or so. Weren't we here to about twelve thirty or yeah, so? It was about yeah, one o'clock. It was about one in the morning. It was a crazy time. It, it was. It was. Yeah, nuts. we was like, we can't do. We did the four episode thing twice, and we were just like, yeah, we we can't do it. Because I I know by the time we get to that fourth episode, we just like, you know, we've been here all night. Uh, let let's just hurry up and go through this. We wasn't getting a good flow of it. It yeah. was just let's yeah. just hurry up and talk about it for a little bit. And I remember just sitting there, like, collecting my trash, and Tim would already, already throw his headphones off, like, all right, I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm gone. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I'm tired. Yep. Yep. But, um, nah, man, it's been good. I'm glad. Most everybody's been. The only person that's really left is Tim, and now you're leaving, but you're not out of it. We'll try and find ways to get you back on episodes here and there. When we can, but it will um, require a little bit more setup on in here. And then if he can actually get a good mic to speak through, yeah. and like on like his end, the audio might not come You'd out have too to get bad. A decent computer and a USB mic, and like hook that up, and you can. It probably wouldn't be just so bad. just whatever it takes, because that's the last thing I was thinking. Like moving was, I don't want to walk away from the podcast. Yeah, I didn't because I know in the beginning. If you go back and watch like the Christmas episode that we did, that we talked about what we were looking forward to, what our plans were, and how do you think the next year is going to go. And I'm sitting there and I, I enjoyed the podcast the entire time we did it. And I can think of just about every episode we've done, even though we've done a lot. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I had such high hopes and what we can do for this. And I know you're, you're always calling me, spewing out ideas of what we're going to do yeah. for next year and stuff. And then I was faced with this, like, hey, it's time to go. Yeah. It's, I, I made the decision that I, I was going to move as well. And I was sitting on it, sitting on it, sitting on it. And I told myself, that's one thing I didn't, why I didn't want to detach myself was from the podcast. Yeah, but unless we could yeah. figure out a way to get me on, then I would just have to step off of it for a little bit. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Uh, we'll definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, if y'all been with us for that year, appreciate it. Um, please feel free to reach out. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have our email, who's next ge at gmail.com. Go to the website, who's next gaming.com. You can find all that info. You can contact us through there. No problems. We're looking at shaking up some of the websites. Kevin and I are going to be working on a couple different things. Yeah. Uh, to uh, move things around, make things look a little better. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, because I'm thinking of starting a little vlog series. Maybe talking about some like, I don't know, maybe like anime. Maybe some like going to like some plot theories. Maybe just talk about topics and things Dragon that we Ball Z and stuff. One of the ones that I know we were talking about you doing. So yeah, just like uh, random thoughts and stuff that yeah. I probably have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'd be good. But anyways, thanks for listening. We out. You. Yeah.